0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On Air.
1: Morena Fano e atua. good morning, family of God. Welcome to Radio Church. It is good to gather together this morning through the radio waves to worship, to reflect, to wonder together. My name is Reverend Olivia Dawson. I'm an ecumenical chaplain at the University of Otago, and I'm glad to be here with you all this morning. To start our time of worship, let us listen together to the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
2: Thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see, and all I have needed, Thy hands hath provided. Great is See
1: Let's pray. Great is your faithfulness, O God. Every morning we are welcomed with new mercies that you have provided. May we take notice. May we be grateful. May your presence steady us when we are wavering. May your presence calm us when we are faltering. Indeed, the world is filled with uncertainty, with darkness, and with the unknown. We give you great thanks for the companions you have put in our path. May we dwell in your shelter. May we be protected from harmful things. May we be rescued by your love. May our time together this morning be meaningful. May we feel your presence among us today and always. Amen. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone." You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. May God bless the reading and hearing of God's Word. I want to share with you a story about an incident that occurred in 2008 off a beach in Florida. A family of four, a mom, dad, brother, and sister, went to the beach down in Florida. The son, Christopher, has autism. He rarely speaks. He loves water. The parents would joke that when they lose Christopher at the mall, they just have to look for the nearest water fountain, and they'll find him. Something about water calms Christopher, makes him happy. Christopher and his father, Walter, were playing in the ocean, enjoying the water. Christopher suddenly gets swept into the current, and the water begins to pull him out, away from the shore. His father, Walter, frantically swims after him and quickly gets caught up in the current himself. They are both drifting farther and farther from shore. The sister looks up at one point and realizes that her brother and her dad were too far away. She runs to Mom, who runs to a lifeguard who calls the Coast Guard to assist. Meanwhile, Christopher and Walter quickly become a mile from shore and the sun is setting. Christopher is having fun. He's laughing as his father tries to grab a buoy that they're floating past. It's all just a game. But it's getting dark quickly, and while they're drifting further from shore, they're also drifting further from each other. Now, though Christopher rarely speaks, he loved Disney movies, and he would quote them often. His favorite character, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. So to ensure his son remained as calm as possible, Walter would yell out to Christopher, to infinity! And Christopher would respond, and beyond. Christopher kept laughing. He was unafraid. They continued doing this back and forth as they both continued to tread water that was getting darker and darker dad could tell by the yelling and the responding that they were quickly moving far away from each other. Often, he'd have to yell more than once, to infinity, before hearing from far away and beyond. There came a point in the dark night that dad cried out, to infinity, and never heard a response. Walter had become certain that Christopher had drowned that exhaustion had won, that Christopher had not been able to overcome it. Now the thought that Christopher's sister may have lost her brother kept Dad going. There was no way he was going to let her lose a father also. Dad treaded water all night, getting stung by jellyfish and knowing that he was swimming in shark-infested waters. He had a necklace that he wore and that he held on to while he prayed that night, prayed for strength to keep going, to keep treading, to keep his head above water. Early that morning, as the sky began to grow lighter, a fishing boat caught sight of the glimmer from his necklace. They noticed the shine, they moved closer, and discovered Dad treading water hours and hours later. They pulled him on board and called the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard boat arrived and brought Dad on board. They asked if he wanted to immediately be taken to a hospital, but Dad said no, he wanted to stay until they found his son. Then they asked Dad if he wanted to stay on deck or move down below while they searched for Christopher. And the thought of seeing his son floating face down in the ocean frightened him enough to choose to wait below. It took two men assisting him and supporting his exhausted body to get down those three steps to the bed below. And later, when Walter recalled those three steps, he referred to them as the Green Mile. He waited for two hours before a couple men came down and said he needed to come up on deck and see something. They had to literally pick him up as his legs had given up on him. It felt like hours walking up those three steps for Dad was sure he was going to see a dreadful sight. They got on deck, and one of the men pointed up to a helicopter and said, Your son's up there. We found him, alive. Dad said in an interview that he had never before kissed so many men than at that moment. Christopher was found three miles from his father, five miles from shore after nearly 14 hours of treading water. Walter, the dad, later told CNN and the Today Show that Buzz Lightyear was the reason they made it through. He also said about his son, his lack of fear was calming to me. His lack of fear was calming. So calming that they were able to go to infinity and beyond. The lack of fear enabled them to do the impossible. One of the Coast Guard members said about Christopher, that kid is an amazing kid. To tread water for almost 14 hours, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could do it. Truly, they were pushed to their infinite limit. And then they kept going. Now, I tell you this story because well. It's a great story. It's powerful. It's inspiring. It makes you want to go time yourself in a pool to see how long you could tread water. It makes you wonder how far you could go before it being too much, before you couldn't do it alone, before you'd need someone, something to help get you to go further. And I want you to consider these parts of the story. I want you to remember and reflect upon the water in the story, the vast, scary, unfamiliar, all-consuming water. Where do you see this vastness, this unfamiliar territory in your own life? I want you to think about Walter's quote about his son. His lack of fear calmed me. Walter saw God face to face in the powerfulness of the ocean in the faces of his rescuers and in the calmness of his son, Christopher. Where do you see God? And I want us to think about Walter's necklace. He clings to it as he prayerfully attempts and overcomes the impossible. What do you grab hold of in times of trouble? What enables you to achieve the unachievable, to push yourself to your limit, to be able to go to infinity and beyond? We are reminded in this psalm passage that there are real things to fear in this world. We are also reminded that God is our refuge and our fortress, that we will be rescued through salvation from our trouble And we will not have to navigate the vastness, the unknown, alone. We have faithful and trusted companions. We have God. The psalmist lists his very real fears. The verses mention explicitly things very worthy of human fear, things like flying arrows and plagues. The psalmist also reiterates over and over God's security. Now, Psalm 91 is a conversation with three people. We have the narrator, we have the one who is afraid, and we have God. This psalm teaches us that fear is normal. It also teaches us that fear can be debilitating. It also teaches us that to avoid fear becoming debilitating, we need to name the fears with those we trust and with God. The fears mentioned in the psalm are very, very real. And then in the last verses of the psalm, God makes some beautiful promises. Promises of deliverance and answering to calls. Promises of being present. There is no promise to ensure that we avoid all these things that cause fear. God reassures us that the world may not be any safer, but our place in it is secure. Our movement through it is certain, and we are not alone. We have companions. We have God. God's presence is not restricted to certain places or spaces. It travels with us into the wilderness, into the unknown, into our fears. Life is not without challenges. We know that. The psalmist knows that. Christopher and his father Walter know that. Life is not without challenges. Life is not without fear. The power of this psalm is not in the notion that there is some magic trick that makes all things that might cause fear to vanish, but rather in the notion of companions in our processing, and most especially a God who prevents those things from having dominion over us. Fear did not take control of the psalmist. The vast waters did not overcome Christopher and his father. An Israeli scholar named Yair Hoffman once referred to this psalm as an amulet psalm. The term originated from a practice that developed in early Jewish and Christian communities of placing bits of Psalm 91 passage in amulets so that the wearer could feel God's nearness and be reminded of God's providential care in times of trouble. This act draws attention to the unwavering testimony of the psalmist that God is our refuge, God is our strength, God is the one in whom we can put our confidence, the one whom enables us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever on our own. An amulet psalm offering reassurance, just like Walter's necklace that he clung to in the fisherman when the fishermen saw reflecting in the early morning light. We are navigating the unknown, but we are not alone. We are facing our fears, but we are not alone. We have companions. We have God. May we cling to the promises and reassurances of the amulet psalm. May fear not overcome us. May we journey through the vast unknown, knowing that with God by our side, we can accomplish more than we ever thought possible. We can go to infinity and beyond. Will you pray with me? God, you are our rescuer. You are our sustainer. We find refuge in your presence You are our amulet that we cling to as we face our fears and navigate the unknown. Travel with us through the wilderness. Speak to us. Become our strength on our journey. Amen. I came across this poem recently titled, My Anchor. It was written by Deborah Ann Belka. I thought I could sail and coast along the way until I got caught in a storm the other day. I wasn't really ready for the tempest ahead of me for these once calm waters were becoming an angry sea. As the wind began to blow, it threw me off my chair. And when it started to howl, it gave me quite a scare. But I held on to the wheel and aimed for the shore. I stepped on the gas with the pedal to the floor. As the sea began to churn, I saw I wasn't going anywhere, so I threw in my anchor and I knew I had to prepare. I clung onto my faith and prayed with all my might. I hung onto every promise that he'd guide me in his light. As the waves tossed and turned, I gathered up my trust and quoted from the scriptures with each and every thrust. When the storm was finally over and I was safely at the dock, I was glad that I set my anchor to the one I call my rock. We all have moments of doubt and fear. We may be going through something now. We may know of someone who is currently struggling. Perhaps someone we know is in desperate need of an anchor. May we be faithful companions to one another. May we rely on God and trust in God as our refuge, as our anchor. Let us take a moment to pray now for ourselves and for one another. Oh God, we pray for those who are afraid. We pray for light to guide them. May the light be their anchor. God, we pray for those who are lonely. We pray for companionship to hold them steady. May companionship be their anchor. We pray for those who are sick or hurt. We pray for a hopeful moment. May hope be their anchor. For those who are anxious, feeling overwhelmed, we pray for a calmness to overcome. May calm be their anchor. For those who are hungry or in need of a basic need being met, we pray for intervention. May a helping hand be their anchor. For those who are grieving, we pray for a joy-filled memory to bring peace. May peace be their anchor. Life never stops. It tosses us around, and there are moments of fear and unsteadiness. Oh, God, we thank you for being our anchor. We thank you for the steady companions in our life that love us and support us as you do. May we be the anchor for others who are desperately looking for something to hold them steady. Amen. Let us listen now to this closing song together, titled, My Anchor.
0: i hold on to you and you hold on to me oh jesus
1: Thank you, Lord, for being our anchor, for holding on to us, for allowing us to hold on to you. It has been so good to worship with you all over the radio waves this morning. May your day be blessed. May your week be blessed. Receive these words as our benediction this morning. Whatever wilderness the Spirit has brought you to, Walk in boldness as a beloved child of God. Walk in peace under the shelter of the Most High. Walk in faith, knowing Christ walks with you. Amen. May we go in peace. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.